I had once considered naming my child Zod. Lara argued that we should call him Neil before we both settled for Cal. I'd definitely choose Neil before Zod now. I am your host, Rob Logan, and this week I am joined in the studio by Anna. Hello. And Paulo. What's up? What's up? <laughs> As usual, we have a ton to go over. Uh, before we get into today's episode, just a quick reminder that the holidays are upon us. And uh, if you were going to do your holiday shopping online, Anna, where would you go? Every time. Every time. Because I like to shop in my pajamas. Yes. Amazon.com. How would you get there? I would go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Wow. That's a good idea. It's so easy. <laughs> it's so easy. It's so easy. Uh, go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Do all your Christmas shopping there. When you do, we get a small kickback from everything that you purchase. It costs you no extra money, and you are keeping the show free in the process by helping us out, and we appreciate that. Also, we have a Tumblr now for the show because we are expanding into even more social media to waste more of my time. Yes. <laughs> so uh, if you want to follow us on Tumblr, go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Tumblr. That's T-U-M-B-L-R. And I do post the show over there. The nice thing about Tumblr is that they do have an internal audio player. So you can actually listen to the show right on there. And it is linked to the audio from our site. So I still see that it's a download credit for all of us and stuff. So that's cool. And you can reblog stuff over there. So if you share the show and people listen to it, they're giving us the download stats that we need and everything. So as far as other social media to actually listen on where you're still uh, helping us out, Tumblr is actually a good option for that. And gifts. Lots of gifts. <laughs> and lots of gifts. And usually lots of naked people and stuff, too. <laughs> Tumblr is a very weird social network, which is kind of why I stayed away from it for a while. But there's an audience there, so we got to go where the audience is. Uh, also, for our loyal listeners, if you listen to the entire show today, I recommend you do so because at the end I have some very important details for a contest, uh, but it's only going to be for our loyal ones that actually listen to an entire show, not yeah. just uh, jump out right away. Granted, they can fast forward this. It's on demand. No, content, no, they but... can't. It's live. <laughs> it is completely live. Completely live. Completely live. Uh, so then let's get into our geek outs. Yay. Who wants to start off today? Ladies first. Okay. Um, strangely enough, I'm uh, lately I've been geeking out about Star Wars, obviously because of the new trailer. But I also decided to go watch the old ones because I I, I pretend that the episodes one through three don't exist. So I what was, doesn't exist? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Precisely, Rob. Um, so I was sick a couple of weeks ago. I had a really bad cold and I got out of work early. I think actually it was the day before Thanksgiving. I got out of work early and I just went home and I put in the first Star Wars, you know, A New Hope. And I'm like, this is so wonderful. It was like having, it was like the movie equivalent to a bowl of chicken noodle soup. 
Like I felt lousy and I just like curled up on my cat, my couch with my cat and like watched Star Wars and it was so wonderful. Chicken soup for the Star Wars soul. It really is. It just, it's just so wonderful. And then I, and I really am excited about the new one and I think that Disney's going to do a great job with it. So I'm just like, and then I was like Googling and like, like Wikipediaing like some stuff that wasn't in the movie. And, yes, I just wow. made that. Word yeah. <laughs> If you can put an ing at the end of Google, you should be able to put it at the end of Wikipedia. <laughs> hey, I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I was it was just I was getting really into it and and then actually the same week for some really weird reason my R2D2 socks came from Think Geek that I bought myself. So I'm like, I just had like a really Star Warsy week. And it, and it happened to be like the same week the trailer came out. It was just like a giant coincidence, but it just made me so happy. That's nice. Yeah, nice. it's nice when when things like that can make you happy. I agree. But uh, but and then I'm kind of excited too because I think now cuz I I had to watch the ones I have on DVD which has all the stupid edits and yeah. whatever. But I was talking to my brother about it and I'm like, "Do you think that now that Disney owns it, they will release the classics again?" I think because Lucas said he would never do it, but it's not his anymore. That's interesting. So, I mean, I would be so, so on board for that. Yeah. Like if they put that out on Blu-ray, oh, a lot it's of mine. People would. It's mine. Yeah. You know what I mean? So hopefully, you know, like I said, I as evil as Disney can be sometimes, I really do trust them with this. Yeah. So that would be exciting. That would be very exciting. Any others? Mm, no. Okay. Paul? Um... So I had a few. Uh, this week was pretty good in terms of movie news. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one, Ryan Reynolds is reprising his role as Deadpool. Yes, for the he movie. is. And I think that's fucking awesome. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, Ryan Reynolds is, I mean, Deadpool is kind of like Van Wilder with like swords and a mask, right? <laughs> it's like because he's going to be breaking the fourth wall the whole time. And I think that's perfect for him. So like. And he's played the part before, yeah. even though it went wonky at the end of the movie. Yeah, he I mean, was still very good as the character in the beginning. The Deadpool in the beginning of that movie, I'm not going to say the name of it because that was a terrible movie. But, <laughs> I mean, the Deadpool in the beginning of that movie was great. Like, that's actually what Deadpool is like. Is, yeah. You know, just with a mask and maybe breaking the fourth wall. But, I mean, for the most part, I thought it was pretty good. So I'm excited to see what happens there. Um, then there was the new trailer for the... New Dragon Ball movie. Yes. Which I think, Rob, you're aware of. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's in the news. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, for people that aren't familiar, uh, the new Dragon Ball movie basically brings back Frieza, which Mm -hmm. was kind of the first, one of the first big bads of the series. And he has a new final form now because, of course, we need to. You always have to upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. You always (laughs) have to upgrade the baddie if you're going to bring somebody back from the past. So, um, it'll be exciting to see. Uh, It's all Akira Toriyama's story and animation so it should be kind of uh it should honor the previous versions of dragon ball so i'm excited to see that i assume you've seen battle of gods yeah what did you think um i don't know like i thought it was kind of like uh like it's like they developed the villain first and then they were like oh no wait but goku has no way of battling a god oh wait let's just give him some like this new power right you know it's it was it felt like kind of a cop out but i mean 
It, it was just exciting to see a new Dragon Ball movie. It was. So. The end battle was a huge cop-out, like the way it all stopped. Yeah. You were just yeah. like, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole buildup with the, yeah. I'm going to destroy the Earth. Yeah. yeah that, Super yeah. lame. Super yeah. lame. And it's like, I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking <laughs> about. I've seen episodes here and there. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's entertaining for, I mean, and so I'm... I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what they'll do with the new movie. Yeah. Hopefully it's not too cornball-y because, you know, it's Frieza again. And I liked Frieza, but he's kind of annoying. Like that voice kind of yeah. just like, it's kind of like. And he's super effeminate, which is weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's like super powerful. Yeah. So it's yeah. Like funny. And the last one entertainment wise was, uh, this was a while ago, but uh, on at midnight, uh, Chris Hardwick called out The Rock. Yeah, I which, saw that stuff online. I think I uh, commented on maybe one of your posts about yeah, it. Yeah, which was amazing. So uh, in, back in November, uh, The Rock was in L.A. and he did a, like a short stand-up set at the Improv. And he posted a picture to Instagram and said that he had the crowd laughing at Hobbit porn or something like that. And it went viral super quick. And then at midnight, picked it up, I think, either that night or the day after. And uh, Chris Hardwick basically did like a WWE style promo and called out The Rock and called him like a comedy pussy. (laughs) And like, I'm so excited because like The Rock, see, The Rock has a new show coming out. Right. On TNT called Wake Up Call. It's kind of like a Biggest Losers kind of thing. In like a week or something. Yeah. I think December 12th, I think. Yeah. I just saw an ad for it. But um, the... Show comes out then, and you figure that, you know, he's got to be doing some promotional work before the show comes out. And it'd be perfect right. if he went on at midnight, which has like a huge audience. I mean, will it happen? I hope so. I hope so too. <laughs> I don't see why not. I think The Rock would be into that. Yeah. I think he'd have a lot of fun with it, but he'd also look so funny behind that podium just because he's so <laughs> <Yeah>. big. <laughs> the only thing, the only problem I can see is like the tone of the show, Wake Up Call and At Midnight kind of clash. Like, Wake Up Call is very serious. Like I watched the first episode that they put online yesterday and it's very kind of like, like The Rock is like definitely trying to change somebody's life. Take it as you will, you know, a Hollywood guy coming into normal Joe's life and trying to change it. It's like the tone of the show doesn't really match at midnight. So I can't really see how those two would, you know, sync up, but it's an audience and at midnight has a huge audience. Right. So I think. Rock's a multi-genre kind of yeah. guy, so I think anything he does to promote anything he does, it's really advertising for him. People are just going right. to watch the show because he's hosting it. Yeah, and I mean, if he even if he just comes on for like those little guest spots that they have on at midnight, sure. where like the ho- the guy just comes out and he reads like the thing for the the mid show challenge, absolutely. Or whatever, you know that would that would totally be awesome. And I mean, Hardwick is friends with Punk. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they could do something with that. I don't know. And Punk just signed to uh, UFC. The UFC. So there's like this <laughs> confluence of events that could happen that could <laughs> all explode on at midnight, and then just I might pass out. So many things. <laughs> so many things. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So that's about it. Cool. Uh, the first thing I'm geeking out over is I don't know if you've seen it yet, and I know you haven't. The Flash Arrow crossover episodes have been amazing. Did you see any of that? I didn't know. No, okay. They uh they did a two night event, so they started out with the Flash on Tuesday, and they concluded it with Arrow on Wednesday. Where it, it all takes place in the same universe, we know that because Barry Allen was introduced on Arrow to begin with, and then they showed the accent there, and then the Flash series spun off and whatever. So they did a two night event where in the uh, Flash show, Ollie went to uh, Central City, and Barry went to Starling City the next night, 
and they both had their villains. And one of them was actually called the Flash vs. Arrow because Barry got affected by a uh, metahuman and then started to fight Ollie. And it was one of the best superhero battles you've ever seen on TV because, I mean, well, for one, how many? Because uh, there aren't any on TV. <laughs> yeah, how many like superhero shows are there really killing it on TV right now? Anyway, but it was very good uh, and I highly enjoyed it. And also in relation to Arrow, they did release recently this image of Katie Cassidy as Black Canary because uh, I'm not going to necessarily spoil anything for people watching the show. But Katie Cassidy does end up taking over the mantle of Black Canary from the person who's currently wearing it in the show. And she is the character like from the beginning, we knew she was going to be Black Canary eventually. I mean, she has Black Canary's name. So we knew this was the character that was supposed to end up being Black Canary eventually. Some people like the costume. Other people don't. I see no issue for it. I think it's a lot more functional than fishnets like Black Canary really has. So uh, sure, works for me. Next geek out is something from Black Friday. Cards Against Humanity. Are you guys familiar at all with what they did this year? Yeah. Oh, my God. So Cards Against Humanity hates Black Friday (laughs) and they kind of do a little protest every year. Last year, instead of cutting uh, the price of their product, they raised it by five (laughs) dollars Nice. and probably still sold some because people were like, yeah, fuck Black Friday. We like Cards Against Humanity. Uh, This year, they sold a, a black box and it said bullshit by Cards Against Humanity and they were selling them for six dollars on the site. And there was a frequently asked question. They were like, they were saying on the site, this is shit. If you buy this, this is shit. <laughs> you are going to get shit. And people were like, it's probably some limited edition card or whatever. No. So there's a frequently asked question thing on the site. And I'm going to read you a couple of the questions and answers real quick. Are you selling any of your normal products today? No. Is this actually poop? Yes. <laughs> is it also something that's not poop? No. Can I return it when I realize that it's actually just poop? No. Is the poop dangerous? No. The poop is sterilized. <laughs> is it legal to mail poop? Only one way to be sure. Why is the poop only $6? Through the magic of incredible Black Friday super savings. So this item that they are claiming to be 100%, uh, I believe it said bovine manure on the site. Like, you're buying fertilizer, essentially. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sold out in one hour to about 30,000 buyers. Oh, my God. Expecting something different. Now, nobody's actually received their boxes, I don't believe. And there are a huge amount of people doing pre-sales on eBay for, like, $20, $30. So that when they get their box of shit, they can resell it and make a profit (laughs) off of it. Which would be even funnier than the original sales of it, especially if people start opening up at that point to see that it's actually shit. Yeah, that's gonna, yeah, that's gonna, yeah, not work out for the people trying to resell it at <laughs> no. all. No, I can't wait until like 50 years from now when Storage Wars is in their like <laughs> 30th season, right? You know, they're like, they find a box and it's full of shit and they're like, this is actually limited edition shit. No, by then, it's just gonna be a soggy box. <laughs> There are so many jokes where I could go with soggy box, <laughs> but I will refrain. Oh, no. Uh, my next geek out is my PlayStation 4, <gasps> which uh, I am super geeking out over. I finally got one. I know I said I was going to wait for the possibility of maybe a Batman edition of the PlayStation 4, but I finally just bit the bullet for multiple reasons. One being that I got a Black Friday deal uh, and I got a couple free games with it. 
And two, that uh, Warner Brothers had been nice enough to send me the copy of Lego Batman 3 for PS4. So I was like, well, now I have a reason and an excuse. <laughs> so there we go. And another thing that I'm geeking out over with it is I was very worried because I had ordered it on Black Friday. And even though I had Prime shipping there, if, if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber, you get like two free games every single month, which is an amazing value for wow. something that's like $5 a month. But one of the free games for November was The Binding of Isaac Rebirth, which is a newer version and a console version of The Binding of Isaac, which if people have heard this show before, know I absolutely fucking love that game. So instead of paying $15 for the game, if I got the console on time, I would be able to get The Binding of Isaac Rebirth for free because I'm a PlayStation Plus subscriber. And fortunately, it came on the last day that I was able to download the game for free. So that saved me $15 there, too. So nice. that's pretty amazing. I'm very happy about that. I have played that a little bit. I have Little Big Planet 3 to play still. I've been playing a lot of my next geek out, which is Lego Batman 3 Beyond Gotham. It's an awesome game. I love it as much as I love a lot of the other Lego games. There is one limiting factor in the sense that uh, if you played Lego Batman 2, it's that open world where you're in Gotham and you can kind of go anywhere and do anything. And there's not these huge cutoff points. But in Lego Batman 3, it does kind of work like hubs. So you have the different levels and the different planets separated. Generally, I don't like stuff that takes place in space as much for that reason, because they do have to kind of end up segmenting it off. The levels themselves are very fun and they're just like any Lego game would be. But when there is a free play option for, and Anna saw some of this as, uh, we, before we were recording, when you do some free play, not of the levels themselves, but there's also free play of the lantern planets themselves. They work kind of like in a Super Mario Galaxy sense where you can walk around and the planet kind of like rotates with you and stuff. It feels that way. And I don't like that as much because it's just a uh, different gameplay. It feels the mechanic has shifted a little bit. The controls feel even though they're all the same controls. It's just like the physics are now different because the level isn't as stationary as it was before. But it's still an awesome game. I highly, highly recommend it. If you love any of the Lego games, you'll love this one just as much. And I did unlock Ambush Bug the other day, which felt extra special. Yay. I was very happy about that. Uh, it took screenshots. And that's another cool thing about the PlayStation 4 as well. I've already streamed on Twitch with it. So I'm streaming like Lego Batman 3, but I could stream any super high quality graphics game on my Twitch. And it seems like I'm streaming them even better than I was from my computer when I'm playing like lower graphics stuff, which is awesome. Nice. And uh the share options on PlayStation 4 are great, too. Like to get that screenshot that I shared on Instagram, it was hitting the share button, saving it, and then I could export to a USB drive. And then upload on my iPod to put on Instagram or wherever else I wanted to. But it also records your last 15 minutes of video at any given time. So if you hit share, you can rewind a video or you can take that video and trim it to a certain part that you want. It's actually really awesome. And I hmm. think that stuff, especially in this social media climate, is going to be very valuable to people. Yeah, well, I think that's just part like a result of the I mean, if you go on YouTube, like there's gaming or gaming channels abound mm -hmm. like for every game there's a channel and a million videos of gameplay and I all mean, the let's play videos and stuff right yeah. and like you know like uh walkthroughs of certain things that are may that may be confusing and i've been doing that myself just i'm mean, not recording but like watching videos because mm -hmm. old man brain gets super confused when mm -hmm. i'm like trying to play a game sometimes <laughs> and i need a walkthrough but um 
Yeah, like it's pretty awesome. Like you can do it on the Xbox too, but it's. I mean, think, I think on the PS4 it's much easier. Like the Xbox is like it. it I'm somebody's yelling at me right now, you know, but, <laughs> but like uh, I think it's like pretty self-contained. So it, you everything has to go through the Xbox. So like exporting to a drive and putting it onto your computer is maybe mm-hmm. not as easy. I'm not sure, but I've never really done it. You can do it all through the PS4, but yeah, you can do the export yeah. as well. There's a there's a port on the controller. And it comes with an earbud with a little microphone. So I could record my own audio with my video mm-hmm. there, too. I can edit it on there. I can upload directly to YouTube from PlayStation 4 if I want. It's it's very cool. That's awesome. I really like it so far. So I'm going to play around with a lot more of the game streaming stuff. Maybe we'll have some like game streaming events where we get some staff members in here and kind of like play games while we stream them and everything. I don't know. I think well, it'd be fun. if you and I are playing video games, you actually have to have a camera facing us because that's where all the action is. <laughs> well, we can d- <laughs> it's not actually recording what's on the screen. Right, it's right. the couch that gets interesting. I don't know if I would need people to see that kind of violence. <laughs> um, but another thing, too, if I get the PlayStation camera for PS4, when I'm streaming on Twitch, it will show the gameplay there, but it will also have a little window of us playing the game at the same time. It's That's like cool. all so contained. It feels awesome to really like kind of build this media hub. The only thing that I still am bummed about with PlayStation 4 is that ha- they have not updated it to include DLNA streaming, meaning that I can't. And it's one of the reasons I saw my PS3 setup too, is that the PS3 allows me to stream media from my uh, external hard drive to my TV to watch stuff. And my PlayStation 4 still does not allow me to do that. They recently just added in the ability to play MP3s again on PlayStation 4. It's like, come on. Why was that even taken out to begin with? And people have a beef about that. And I think they're trying to prevent piracy and things like that. But come on. This is basic functionality of like any technology these days. You can't just opt to not include it. But either way, that'll come in a future update, I'm sure, at some point. And uh, either way, I sell my PlayStation 3 to do it. Next geek out is that uh, there was some news about Kingdom Hearts 3 which I'm super, super excited about. We knew it was coming, or we know it's going to be coming, but it was said that uh, it might include Marvel and Star Wars universes, which we all had thoughts about when Disney made those purchases and Kingdom Hearts being a huge Disney-type game. Uh, when asked by Kotaku about possibly including the Marvel and Star Wars universes, the game's co-director and designer said the following, quote, they're all under consideration. Nothing's off limits. We're considering all of the world's. There are so many wonderful concepts. We're happy about that. But at the same time, it's really tough to choose when you're opening up those many options. I mean, you really have would have to limit it to like one Marvel world and one Star Wars world and then just play around with whatever they want inside of those. But all you need is lightsabers. Yeah. Oh. There's, no, there's no decision. It's just lightsabers. <laughs> have, who, who cares? <laughs> to have a Star Wars just keyblade. Get him in there. Yeah. It would be amazing. Exactly. The most amazing thing would be yeah. if like Iron Man pulled the lightsaber out of the, the oh thing in his chest. Oh my God. Oh my God. White, like the thing. I'm like, oh my God. It's happening. <laughs> oh, my pants can hardly contain myself right now. Lightsabers oh <laughs> for everyone. Nerd boners. <laughs> okay. Uh, last thing I'm geeking out about is that Tim Schafer has announced that Day of the Tentacle Special Edition A remastered version of the sequel to Maniac Mansion is coming to Linux, Mac, PC, PS4, and PS Vita next year. Originally released in 1993, Day of the Tentacle is still considered one of the best titles in the point-and-click genre to date. Who uses Linux? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, please. (laughs) But these are uh, this is an old-school game. People were using Linux at the time, and Linux was actually probably more popular back then, although don't hold me to that, but... Uh, I fucking love this game, and I'm so happy that I'm going to get to play an updated version of it. 
It's hilarious. It's one of those point and click games that kind of gets poked fun at because sometimes the solution to puzzles are so obscure. Like at one point you have to make it rain uh, outside, not make it rain money wise. That was not <laughs> that was not a saying at the time. Uh, you have to make it rain outdoors. So the way to do it is you have to get one of your characters to wash a car because mm. There's the saying that every time you wash it or the uh, thought that every time you wash your car, it rains outside uh, and undoes all the work you just did. Uh, so you have to wash a car and that makes it rain just coincidentally. So there's some very weird stuff in the game like that. But this was a point and click game at the time where I couldn't just go on the Internet or go on YouTube and figure out the solutions to the puzzles. So you really had to either figure it out yourself or know someone else who had played the game. And I actually made friends with someone who I was friends with in elementary school and we kind of lost touch. But this game was a big reason that we got back in touch in high school, just talking about it all the time. And he ended up being one of my best friends at the time, too. So I actually texted him. I haven't talked to him in a couple of years, but I texted him yesterday when I was like, oh, my God, Day of the Tentacles coming back. We were so excited. So <laughs> it's very cool. OK, those are all my geek outs. So let's go into freak outs. Oh, freak out. Anna. Um, Christmas. Christmas is a freak I know out. that you, I do this every year and you're always like, you're a bitch. And I'm like, yeah, probably. No, I just, I just hate it. I hate it so much. I don't understand. I don't understand why anybody likes it. I think I get it. What's I mean, not to like? Like the pressure and everything. Well, it's not, it's that there's like a lot of, there's a lot of reasons why I don't yeah. like Christmas. A lot of it is trying to make everybody happy first mm -hmm. of all so family's like a huge like why didn't you visit and like well because i'm fucking busy that's why like you know well what time are you going to be here because these people are going to be here this time and when are you going to be here because dinner's at four and like it's it's like a lot of work you like, need to the, have the like, attitude that i have toward christmas i'll be there when i be there and i'm gonna visit who i want to visit and i have no obligations to anybody which makes mm -hmm. the holiday miserable because people make you feel guilty like you don't have my family oh so i don't just, feel guilty <laughs> about anything just, yeah, right, you, your family's not my family so <laughs> i mean there's that and then there's like and i just like ever pretty much this has been happening to me since i stopped believing in santa claus like it's all Wait, gone downhill what? it's all gone downhill <laughs> since then like honestly the magic is gone. And for years, I tried to keep it. Like, I tried to make the magic come back. Mm -hmm. But I just have to be honest with myself. It's not there. Like, I don't get goosebumps when I see Christmas lights anymore. Like, it doesn't happen. Like, mm -hmm. I still put them on, I still put them on the trees outside my house and I still put up a Christmas tree, but I stare at it and there's nothing there for me. That's a huge amount of it is like, I really can't find what's good about it. Like I can, I can understand. Like I like, like I like Thanksgiving because I like being with my family and eating, mm -hmm. and like I like buying presents for people. Like that's nice. But like the whole Christmas season thing, like I don't find joy in it anymore. Like bows and wreaths don't do it for me anymore. Like, I don't know if just... necessarily bows and wreaths ever really did it for me. Uh, I, I obviously I've said before I love tacky Christmas ornaments, and the more the merrier. But I don't know. For me, Christmas there's there's a nostalgia attachment to it. There's I love buying gifts for other people. I love the the gift exchange. Like a lot of people would accuse me of just being like, I want stuff. But it's really more about buying stuff for other people. Like I buy stuff for Christmas throughout the year. Yeah. When I see something, I'm like, that's a good Christmas present for that. But like, it's always on my brain. Yeah. I love it. But I don't know. There's there's there is a magic to Christmas to me. There's something like in any Christmas movie you watch there's like a life is beautiful kind of idea. And 
That's what I'm losing, though. Like, I don't understand what that has to do with the time of year. Like, I'm losing the spirit of Christmas. It's not like I hate Christmas Day. I'm not a Grinch. Like, I don't not buy people things and I don't, like, celebrate it. Like I said, I still put my freaking tree up. Right. But the spirit of it is gone because I'm like, why? Why for the month of December do we, like, feel this way? Like, because I don't feel that way. Like, and like I said, and even the nostalgia, like, for a long time, that was what I was clinging to. Yeah. But if I'm honest with myself, like... I would rather watch Star Wars than celebrate Christmas. Like that means more to me sure. than like twinkling lights and a tree in my house. Like yeah. it just and it and then once that spirit is gone for me, like then it's work. And like I'm not talking really about Christmas Day as mm. much as like but like the whole season's like now I I have to decorate my tree. Well, I don't think it like, necessarily And even comes... the music, I cannot listen to Christmas music oh. anymore. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, it's just weird. And, like, a lot of it, too, is, like, <laughs> I don't believe in Jesus. Yeah. So why am I even doing this? Like, you know, I mean, what I What does know, Jesus have to do with Christmas? You're very funny. But seriously. <laughs> I, I and, literally... And then I think about, you know, and then I think about the people that do believe in Jesus. I'm yeah. like, I still don't know how you can get behind it because it's pretty much been proven that he was born in like July or something, right? Right. So oh, like Christmas, Christmas is a is pagan not, holiday. Right. It has nothing to do with anything. It's yeah. just like the weirdest thing to me. And like the more I think about it, the more discombobulated my brain gets about it. So I'm like kind of trying to this year, I, I'm trying to like back off a little bit. I'm yeah. just going to simplify it. I'm like, okay, I have my tree up. My cat is pulling all the fucking ornaments off my tree. But that's okay. <laughs> you know, and then. I don't know. Well, at this point, Christmas has no religious attachment for me. It's a tradition and it's a reminder. And no, the the holly jolliness and merriment doesn't come naturally, even to me of all people. But it's a reminder of the way that we should be treating each other. For me, at least like when when everything becomes accentuated in this month, it's because people are being reminded of what we're supposed to be as people. And that. Is in, and some people go, Oh, it's just commercialism or whatever. No, it's not about that. It's about the giving that, like, that's symbol. Everything is symbolic and they are all reminders of how we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to believe in magic and all this other stuff. So I don't know. For me, it is, it's just a, like a reset, like a let's all be nicer and maybe we'll hold on to that for at least the next few months before we become horrible human beings again. And that's fine. Like, I understand that. I think it, for me, like I said, it's more the decorating and the trying to, I'm like trying to pull together something that's not there. Yeah. And it's draining because I'm like, uh, like, do, all right, I should watch a Christmas movie, I guess, because. I'm not going to want to watch them in June. So it's like, you know, instead of being like, I want to watch this movie I haven't seen yet. It's like, oh, we're running out of time. I should put in a Christmas story. Yeah. You know, it just becomes work instead of what I used to like about it. I don't know. And then and then I just get really irritated because Thanksgiving gets so lost in the mix. And that's my favorite holiday. Yeah. So it like irritates the shit out of me that people go shopping on Thanksgiving night. That's for insane. Deal. Like I'm like, yeah. just give it its day. Like Christmas gets a whole fucking month. Can Thanksgiving just have 24 hours? Just <laughs> don't go shopping. Don't buy Christmas cards. Don't just stay home. Well, yeah, and, when, like, they're, when they're changing over the the stuff in convenience and grocery stores on Halloween evening from yeah. Halloween stuff oh, to Christmas God. stuff. Oh, God. It's just that's, let that's it go. That's insane. It's yeah. ridiculous. And that just makes it, for someone like me who's already losing their spirit, it just makes me so much more jaded. I'm like, I just don't want to see it. I don't want to look at it. I don't yeah. want to drag it out of the attic. I don't care anymore. Like, I just don't care. Uh, so I mean, it's draining. I, I, I feel the same. I felt the same way for a long time. You know, after college, I'm 
old. I'm not going to say how old, <laughs> but so it's it's been a while since college. And so after college, you know, I kind of lost the Christmas magic, like even just going to visit family or see people that I love, like like that's all great and good. But I mean, it could happen at any time of the year. I totally agree. Um, so like just to kind of keep myself on the level of everybody else's Christmas cheer, I would try to do something or find something that was like my, I'm not saying that you should do this or this is going to be a fix for anybody else. But for me, it was like, I'll do one thing once a year. And that one thing will be so fucking awesome mm. that I'm going to look forward to it. Like, you know, the people look forward to Christmas. Yeah. And so I'll kind of be on the same, you know, mental level as everybody else. And I think that kind of brought me back to the place where I could enjoy Christmas Along with everybody else. Maybe not for the same reasons, but we'd at least be on the same wavelength and I wouldn't be like, fuck you, fuck Christmas, you know, like, (laughs) because if I get like that sometimes, you know, it's definitely a downer for everybody else. Yeah. And so, like, for me, like, that thing was cooking a roast. Like, I won't do it all year long just because beef is fucking expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Like, on Christmas, you know, you just, you really blow it out. You know, you go and buy, like, a nice roast and, uh, you know, like, a nice rib roast. You get, make sure that there's enough people around you to enjoy it, which for me is like my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the other thing that makes Christmas really hard. And this is my second Christmas being married is having two families now. Like Mm. that sucks. Yeah. Because my mom makes a prime rib every year. And that is my favorite part about Christmas. And she does like a red tablecloth with like green napkins and Mm -hmm. puts like holly on the table and we have prime rib and it's amazing. She puts your sister on the table? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And there's a bird at the table too and her name is Robin. So, (laughs) but um, but like that is my my favorite. And that's at the end of the day. So like the whole like chaotic day and then like we sit down at dinner and that's awesome but now we have two families so it's like well katie's having a ham and i'm like i want prime rib mm. i'm like i don't want to go to katie's you know what i mean and i'm yeah. like and that's not and i love them but they're not my family i'm like i want to see my mother for christmas dinner yeah. like and then but he wants to see his mother for christmas dinner mm-hmm. and like we don't fight about it but that's more anxiety going up. Well, what time are we going to be at Katie's house? Because we have to be at my mom's house at four. But last year we got there like right at four. My mom was kind of upset because we were just like walked in and then sat down, you know, and, and like so it just makes it like like I don't know what to do. Yeah. And then Christmas Eve. Well, his aunt's having Christmas Eve. Well, I usually have Christmas Eve at my house. So where, where are we going to go? Well, I'm going to have to tell my aunt that she doesn't have anywhere to go on Christmas Eve now. It's like. Yeah. Makes like my nerves. I get it. I mean, <laughs> it's just like, ah, like it was a lot. And my parents, I never had to deal with that growing up because my dad's family lived in Texas. Mm-hmm. So it was just my mom's side of the family mm-hmm. and there was no decisions to be made. It was right. just boom. We go to, we go to Nana's house. Mine was the same way because my, we only communicate with one half of my family. And then right. at this point, it's just my immediate family. We don't really deal with the extended, but, uh, there's, now, even internally with the immediate family, there's complications. So, right. And that does make it does add some stress, but not just to Christmas, to every holiday. Now, right. Right. Which is unfortunate. But what I have to do is just say, you know what? I can't worry about anyone else's feelings. Christmas is supposed to be something special and something magical. And I know right. you feel guilt because your family's not my family. And <laughs> But at the same time, you eventually have to just say, I have to do what's going to make me happy, regardless of anyone else's guilt or whatever and stuff and i end up having a good christmas and eventually other people will realize that that's what you're going to do you're just going to do what you're going to do and that's it i think though what happens is it ends up that nobody's happy like in my situation like it ends up feeling like it's not oh now i'm happy because i get to do whatever i want it's like now i have to go visit these people who are irritated with me 
And then I have to get in the car and drive to go visit these other people who are also irritated with me. So, like, mm. I'm not happy. I'm not doing what I want to do. And but, nobody, but, and like, everybody the else. The key words like, in those two sentences are I have to. No, I, do I have want to. to. Right. I do have but to. you don't have to. Yes, I do nope. have to. Nope. Yes, I do. Nope. Okay, or I You're could sit. You're an adult. Okay, I could sit home by myself on Christmas because that's You're an adult. Fine. You're an so, adult. You can do what you want so with your I, life. Right, So, but it's either go to these people's house, these people's house, or stay home. Or do your which own none thing. none of those things. Or do your own like thing. Like what? Like find other people in a similar situation. Like I have Christmas with my family and that lasts for maybe like three to four hours of the day and then I do nothing for the rest of the day because I live by myself. So... <laughs> I would rather have friend Christmas and get all my friends together because that's a more fun time to me. Because when people have kids, they start creating their own Christmas. And that's for some reason the only acceptable excuse for breaking off from your family and doing your own thing. But guess what? You can do anything you want because you're an adult. But yeah. there's nothing else to do. Yes, there is. No, you there just isn't. have no. If there's not something else to do, you make something else to do. That's what yeah. I've learned. That's what I've learned. I got to disagree with you, You Rob. make a rib roast is what you do. <laughs> you can disagree. But my but... mom already made one, so I just go to her house at 4 o'clock. <laughs> and, and if you do sit at your home by yourself, like if going to see your family is not fun and sitting home by yourself can be more fun, then that's what you do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I just saying. I disagree. I'm I just saying. Just... Make your own fucking happiness. That's what this entire existence is about. Make your own fucking happiness at any time of anything. I don't know. Those are the words I live by now because I'm so I'm so upset with people and obligations and all this other stuff that it's just like I cannot rely on anybody to do anything for me anymore. I have to make sure that I'm happy regardless of anything else. And I do like there are certain things that I will do out of obligation. I'm not saying I ignore all obligations, but I will do what I need to do to be happy. And it's not going to be at anyone else's expense. They might miss me and that's fine. But they'll learn that there needs to be a better situation if they want me there. Mm, I have to disagree with you. You can disagree. <laughs> that's fine. You're welcome to disagree. I'm just saying that's how I live my life. And yeah. it's working for me. No, see, I can do that most of the time. Like today, I left my parents really early to come here because this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. Like I was visiting with them and they're all like, oh, that was a short visit. And I'm like, well, sorry. Bye. Yeah. But like on Christmas, like it, it I guess my own happiness does bounce off of other people's happiness like if i know that the entire family is mad at me it's not gonna make me happy like i'm not gonna be able to shake that off like because i like making other people happy right so like if everybody wants me to be there and we all want to be together so me dissing them would not make me happy but it's stressful to try to be everywhere at once right yeah well, I mean, yeah. on the positive side, that's a good problem. <laughs> We're going down such a rabbit hole here. <laughs> like rabbit the, holes are good. Like on the positive side, that's a good problem to have because you have a lot of people around you, you know? Yeah, like, no, it so. is. I think it's just I wish that like it wasn't. What it is is everybody wants to monopolize that day. And yes. that's, and that's the holiday's yeah. fault. Yes. That is what irritates me about the day. It's like if you don't go see your mother on, on Christmas, you are like the world's most horrible person. But that's because but of the like, people, but, not the holiday. Well, no, it is because it, it's like it's. It makes itself more important than it is. Then how do families get away with saying, this year I'm going to go see this side of the family, and this year I'm well, going to go see this side? that's what I'm trying to do, because I'm trying to make it fair so we can split it up. So, like, I had Thanksgiving at my parents' house, and we're having 
Christmas Eve at his aunt's house, and then we're going to try to do Christmas Day at both houses. So I'm trying to be like this mastermind that is going to mold Christmas into brunch with his family and dinner with mine. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm on the cusp, <laughs> but it's not quite there yet. Yeah, you know, because last year Katie decided brunch was at two o'clock, which that's not brunch. No, that's Brenner. Brenner. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm working on that. I'm working on that slowly to yeah. try to make it so that it's consistent. Yeah. The thing is, my family is extremely consistent, so they'll fall into that pattern really easily. Mike's family is not consistent. They're all over the place all the time. So it'll be like, well, now this year, like their family's doing this wacky thing and it doesn't fall into my pattern. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm working on trying to make it as fair as possible. But again, it just makes the whole thing like, can it just be July? Like, I just like, I like July. Let's fix the problem. Christmas <laughs> week, guys. Yeah, so Christmas a is a week idea. long. See, the Jews have it right. Eight whole days. <laughs> they have eight days to spread out, to spread out their love and to like, you know, make time for everybody and everything. And they have it the right way. You heard it her here first, ladies and gentlemen, at the Geek Generation. <laughs> We are forming Christmas week. We're filing a petition at the state house next week. Stay tuned. Subtitle, the Jews have it right. That's right. <laughs> okay. Any other free gods, dare I ask? I think that's enough. Okay, I've Paul. monopolized a lot of our time. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a good freak out to have, especially if it's seasonal. So, yeah, uh, my freak out, I think we were talking about this a little bit earlier, was regretting buying an Xbox One. Now, let me explain before anybody <laughs> fucking loses angry their mind. Angry letters, angry letters. Like, uh, I, the, the process between choosing between the PS4 and the Xbox One was largely economical for me. I had two old consoles, and I didn't know what to do with them. So, Microsoft had this deal where you could trade in your consoles, get money for it, and put it towards a new Xbox. So I was like, that's a no-brainer. So, that's what I ended up doing. And... Uh, so far, I've been enjoying it. I mean, it's fun. It's great. I'm um, playing Destiny and Diablo, so I don't have a life. <laughs> um, but I think yesterday or the day before, uh, they did the PlayStation Experience mm-hmm. conference, and they made a whole bunch of announcements, including Day of the Tentacle. Tons um, of stuff, yeah. And all of it, it was like PS4 exclusive. Ooh. And I was like... Fuck. <laughs> they are getting some heavy hitters. Yeah, they're that's getting crazy. so much stuff. I mean, like, Final Fantasy VII is kind of like a nostalgic thing. I mean, I'm not really too much into that. But, like, for example, for me personally at this point, um, I'm heavy into Destiny for some reason because it's a shooter with RPG elements. And I'm a former World of Warcraft addict, so I'm, like, addicted to that, mm-hmm. like, leveling and collecting gear and you know being the best possible character you can be and then i find out that destiny is having a whole bunch of ps4 exclusives on top of the ones that have or that already exist and those will be will persist as exclusives until like the fall of 2015 and uh so until nobody's playing it anymore right right (laughs) and like the idea that i'm playing a gimped game but paying the same amount of money for it yeah it's like it's like heroin. It's like <laughs> it's right over there, man. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's like like it's like heroin. It's like I'm still gonna play the game because I'm fucking addicted to it. But there's better heroin out there, <laughs> you know. So it's like like I, it's, it, part of me dies a little when I hear PS4 exclusive because I'm like. Oh. I'm eating Hershey's, but there's Godiva, and it costs just as much. No, it's more like I'm eating shit, and there's chocolate on the counter. (laughs) But, yeah, like, so there's that. I mean, and then also there's the 
kind of, I don't want to call it fallout, but the internet's reaction to the upcoming DLC for Destiny called The Dark Below. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, I mean, I don't know how far it's expanded outside of the, de- the realm of Destiny into general gaming news, but uh, they, ma- they made a lot of changes to the DLC that would impact the amount of work that you put into the game thus far. Mm-hmm. Essentially, what they're doing is that they're kind of, they're giving you a way to make your gear relevant in the next expansion where, you know, better gear will exist. So it will main, it'll maintain the relevance of your current gear. However, it will negate all of the work that you did to make that gear good. Oh yeah. no. So it's like paying however much money into something. Uh, it's the perfect example is a fucking iPhone. Right. So right. like you buy an iPhone and then like just say, for example, four months later, a new one comes out. I mean, that, does, that doesn't happen, but right. for the sake of argument, let's say that happens. You feel like. What the fuck? <laughs> I just paid a whole bunch of money for this thing, and now there's a newer, better one out there, and my phone still works. That's great. The operating system kind of still works on it. That's great. But there's a better one out there. <laughs> but it's even worse, too, because it's if it's as if you got an iPhone, you figured out how to make hardware changes yeah. within it to make it better over time, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, no, none of those changes matter yeah, anymore. Yeah. And so, like, it's part of it is good in that they're giving you an option but to, to you know, maintain the relevance. But... I think the biggest problem with the patch is that the amount of time that it's passed. So the game launched in September and it's December. So that's roughly three, four months of time that has passed. So people have grinded tons of time into this game yeah. to get their characters to the point where they, they're satisfied and able to do, you know, higher end game content. But. <laughs> I mean, it's only been three or four months. Like in games like World of Warcraft or other RPGs, the initial launch of the game will last like a year, year yeah. and a half. Right. So you have a ton of time to experience the game and build your character and be satisfied with that character and then be hungry for new content and then have the new content come. Now you're, I mean, the time, the timetable is so truncated that it's like, I just got this gun, for example, because it's a shooter, right? So it's like, I just got this gun. It is amazing in this game. But next Tuesday, this gun will be mediocre at best. That's (laughs) a pain in the ass. Like, what have I been doing? (laughs) You know, like, what I've been doing with my life. And and Bungie has said that they have a 10-year plan for this game. So if you're launching patches in, like, three-month intervals, how, what is your 10 year timetable? Yeah, look right. Like? like, are we going to be on like Destiny 10? Right. And at this point, with this kind of a model, why would you not just wait until year nine to start playing? Cause then you'll be yeah. on the same level as everybody else and anyway. You, you'll just get the game of the year or game of the decade edition by right. that time. Right. And it'll have all the things that, you know, everybody else. Uh, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I jumped in too early. I should have waited, but, uh, but yeah, that's, those are my freak outs. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have no freakouts, so because uh. you love Christmas, so you're oh, you're happy. Good for you, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good for me. But speaking of Christmas, we are going to be doing a Christmas episode very soon. Now I realize why Anna was having such difficulty creating her content for it. Um, but I want to ask the audience, too, what is your favorite Christmas or holiday tradition? You can email those to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com, and we might take a look and read some of your submissions during the show, uh, which we'll be doing in roughly a week or so. So get those in, podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. Let's go into the smash-ups. Oh, smash! 
The last time we did the smash up, we asked you to send in your rejected Lego set ideas, and we got a whole bunch of responses. The examples I gave were Lego Dexter, build your own kill room to satisfy your dark passenger. Lego Minecraft, because kids prefer real blocks over video games. Oh, wait, they actually made that one. <laughs> Why? <laughs> and Lego Human Centipede, link them up from ass to mouth. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Which is a fun kids game for everybody. Mm. So your responses. First one came in from Greg Wallach, who said, Lego City Ebola Response Team. <laughs> <laughs> Collectible Ebola Patient Minifig. Uh, Lego Marvel Superheroes Hydra Base, including historical 1940s banners. And Lego 50 Blocks of Grey, although the set has more than 50 blocks and some of them are red. Oh, oh God. No. <laughs> uh, Matt West wrote in, also with 50 Shades of Grey Legos. Mom's favorite Lego set for when the kids have nap time. Oh no! I'm I'm surprised everyone went to write for, like <laughs> these are all guys writing in, and it's all Fifty Shades of Grey. What? Where is our they audience just demo? Said, they just said what's inappropriate. Yeah, right. But even the awareness of Fifty Shades of Grey, just like it would have been the last thing I would have thought about because it's so not anything that I would have in my realm. But also, it's a book. <laughs> books. Until the movie comes out, it's I have gonna no be awareness. a movie. It It'll is, probably it be your favorite movie. Ugh. Dude, <laughs> okay, can we okay. look at some of Rob's okay, favorite okay. movies? Uh, give me that one. Give me that one. All right. All right. Point, Anna. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Matt West also wrote in with Lego Walking Dead. Beware the walkers as you try to rebuild a new Lego civilization. That's probably going to happen. That sounds probably. good. <laughs> <Does it? laughs> I would not be surprised if that came out at all. Aaron Chuck wrote in Lego Chuck Norris. You build what it allows you to build. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Volpe's not here. Shuck, 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 yeah, shuck, I know, shuck. right? <laughs> Lego Clerks. All sets have 37 pieces that aren't even supposed to be there today. <laughs> Lego Seven, where you'll ask yourself, "What's in the box?" Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Lego Dark Knight, the Legos you deserve, but not the ones you need. That that I mean, that sounds pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, Inappropriate or not. Uh, Dan McKinley wrote in. Really? Lego TSA checkpoint. Now you can harass and racially profile your friends. <laughs> and Lego Legos. Use Legos to make your own Legos. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Thank you, Dan. It's Thank so you. meta. <laughs> <laughs> Paulo wrote in because he hates reading his own. <laughs> Lego Apple products. By the time you're done building the latest set, there's a newer, shinier, better set available. <laughs> Might as well have called it Lego Destiny. <laughs> Lego Storage Wars. A literal box of trash you have to sift through to build a Lego set that is unidentifiable to the ordinary person. With a complete experience, purchase Lego Appraisal Expert or Lego Pawn Stars as a supplement. Lego Bacon. Simple to build, but inevitably leads to regret that you spent money on a Lego set instead of actual bacon. And Lego Strip Club. Build the room where candy and cinnamon are just working their way through nursing school. <laughs> oh, that was good. Oh, uh, solid answers. I mean, which is an actual thing, by the way. Oh the, yeah, the Lego, the Lego strip club thing. Oh my god, that uh, it was user generated. Yeah. It's a custom set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> it exists, guys. It's there. The next smash-up, then, we're going to leave you with a new category as we move forward. And since it is the Christmas season, to the uh, chagrin of some in the room, <laughs> I would like you to Christmatize a non-Christmas movie. Synopsis is optional for these. So, uh, a couple examples, as I always give. The Dark Knight Before Christmas, 
Nice. Schindler's naughty or nice list. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dude. Oh, no. We. Talk about inappropriate Lego sets. I know. I know. I know. I know. Uh, and the last one I do have a synopsis for Treeminator 2 Judgment Slay. When disgruntled elves have taken over the future and banned the celebrating of Christmas, a robotic tree is sent back in time to protect a young Saint Nick and save the holiday from a shape-shifting tinsel monster. Nice. Because <laughs> Anna needs good Christmas movies, apparently. No, I, I, I just having I'm having trouble today. I inhaled a lot of rust this morning. <laughs> Uh, if you have, I have trouble wrapping my brain around your mashup sometimes. Anyway, so today is just worse. So it's just, okay. It's, it's okay. I don't know what else I inhaled. Uh, so if you have an idea to Christmas tie, Christmas ties. I don't even know how to say the word I made up. Christmas ties a non-Christmas movie. Email those to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com or tweet them to at geekgeneration. And as always, if you have ideas for a smashup category, you can send those in too. Time for the news. And there is a bunch today. Uh, a lot of video game news today, too, as well. But first of all, an all-star roster of actors has officially joined Warner Brothers Pictures' Suicide Squad movie, bringing DC Comics' supervillain team to the big screen. The film will star two-time Oscar nominee Will Smith as Deadshot. That is the one I am really questioning right now so far. Mm. That's a strange one. Tom Hardy as Rick Flagg, so he's going from Bane to another villain in the DC universe. Interesting. Although, the DC Cinematic Universe, not the Nolanverse, so I guess it is kind of a separate universe still. Uh, the one that nerds are getting boners over everywhere, yeah. Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, one of the hottest women in Hollywood right now, I think. And uh, she's going to be playing Harley Quinn. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> Oscar winner Jared Leto as the Joker. So rumor confirmed. Nice. I'm okay with this. I yeah. like this casting. That's interesting. Jai Courtney as Boomerang or Captain Boomerang. And Carla Devilla, Delavine. <laughs> Carla Delavine as Enchantress, who's actually a Thor villain. So this is an interesting lineup. I don't know if I've seen Enchantress in the Suicide Squad before. No, I haven't. I don't think. I mean, I know there's tons of different iterations of the team, but I don't know if I've ever really seen her in there. I mean, they can do it with anybody. It's just the concept of taking villains, sticking an explosive in the back of their neck and uh -huh. saying that they're on a team or else they die yeah. if they don't do this mission. And I don't know, uh, like we've said before, if Joker is going to be a key member of the team or if he's going to be kind of a, of a peripheral character that is in the movie more so because Harley Quinn is. Well, they're saying this. There's speculation that that the Joker might actually be the villain for the movie. Oh, so the suicide the Suicide Squad versus the Joker kind of thing. Interesting. Which might be interesting because Harley Quinn's dynamic with the Joker is tense. Sure. So. Sure. Yeah, she's not always on good terms with him. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, it's an interesting cast. I think it's a favorable-looking cast, and I'm excited to see where we're going with it. MGM and Sony Pictures have announced that the 24th James Bond film will be titled Spectre and has been set for a November 6th, 2015 release. The cast for the film has also been revealed, with Daniel Craig returning in the title role, Rory Kinnear as Tanner, Ben Wishaw as Q, Naomi Harris as Moneypenny, Ray Fiennes as M, Andrew Scott as Denby, Dave Batista as Mr. Hinks, Monica Bellucci as Lucia Ciara, 
uh, Leah Sudu as Madeline Swan and Christoph Waltz as Oberhauser. Spectre, or Special Executive for Counterintelligence, Terrorism, Revenge, and Extortion, is a fictional global terrorist organization featured in Ian Fleming's James Bond novels, as well as the films and video games based on those novels. The organization was led by the villain Ernst Stavro Blofeld, who appeared in several Bond movies. And that uh, bullet hole in the poster does resemble that octopus logo that Spectre uses. So this is a major kind of villainous organization returning to the James Bond franchise, which is cool to see. And they're saying that, what's his face? Uh, Christoph Waltz, yes. while his character is not, does not go by the name that he may actually be. Yeah, yeah I've heard that as well. So it's, it'll be interesting to see if they bring him back or if Spectre is kind of like a later generation of the organization from like the, you know, the sixties and seventies. Under new management. Right. Right. <laughs> Marvel Studios has officially announced that Benedict Cumberbatch will headline director Scott Derrickson's Phase 3 film, Doctor Strange. Mm, the film... Cumberbatch. Haven't I do that in a while. Uh, <laughs> the film is said to follow the story of neurosurgeon Doctor Stephen Strange, who after a horrific car accident discovers the hidden world of magic and alternate dimensions. Doctor Strange is scheduled for release on November 4th, 2016. The rumors were out for a while. And now we have official confirmation. I think that's a great casting choice. I think Benedict Cumberbatch in anything is amazing. So wait, what would you say? Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> Stupidest bit we do. <laughs> Marvel Studios has confirmed that Kristen Ritter has been cast in the title role for their upcoming Netflix series, aka Jessica Jones. The series will follow Daredevil in 2015 with a 13-episode season. The official TV show description reads as follows. After a tragic ending to her short-lived superhero stint, Jones is rebuilding her personal life and career as a detective who gets pulled into cases involving people with extraordinary abilities in New York City. Don't know much about the character, so it's hard to kind of yeah. judge the uh, casting here, but I've seen Kristen Ritter in things before. <laughs> She's a good actress, yeah. so okay. <laughs> we'll take it. Speaking of PlayStation experience... Capcom has officially announced Street Fighter V coming exclusively, exclusively to the PlayStation 4 and PC. <laughs> Paul is just punching himself in the balls right now. Oh, fuck. What is, now. I, I, I want to know the story behind, like, what is Xbox's problem? It's, like, what's this going is not on? Xbox. I can tell you why they're doing this, yeah. actually. The partnership with Sony will result in Street Fighter V having cross-platform play which will in turn unite Street Fighter fans into one grand player base, allowing PS4 owners to battle against PC owners and vice versa, a first for the Street Fighter series. Hmm. More game details on Street Fighter V, including release timing, will be coming soon. So I don't know if it's necessarily a matter of Sony being able to do this better than Microsoft, because Microsoft is a computer company. Mm -hmm. right. I think it's more that Capcom just had to make a choice yeah, at one or the other, because they couldn't do this for both. Right. So they had to be console exclusive, and I'm assuming it was a monetary reason, or maybe their uh, the install base for the PS4s may be higher. There could be any number of reasons, but and I mean, just from a business perspective, it makes more sense to go from one console to PC when you're first experimenting with like a cross platform mm -hmm. type of agreement because 
I mean, if you try to do it between between PlayStation and Microsoft, the amount of time that they would spend just negotiating, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the rights and trying to get everybody on the same page in terms of and dealing with their uh, their own online right. networks and everything cross polluting right. each other and stuff, it would be anarchy. Whereas PC is kind of like neutral in this sort of, I mean, yep. not neutral, but it's kind of like PC can adapt to either one. Absolutely. So, Having, oh, everybody should just have PlayStations anyway. Yeah, I know. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Punching balls. I'm, I have the receipt for my Xbox. If time travel is ever invented, I'm going back to that date. I'm going to kick myself in the balls and be like, go to Best Buy and buy the goddamn PS4. <laughs> Deadline is reporting that veteran character actor Cliff Curtis will take the lead role in AMC's The Walking Dead companion series. New Zealander Curtis is recognizable for a wide range of support roles including an FBI agent in Live Free or Die Hard, an astronaut in Sunshine, and an array of criminals in films like Training Day, Columbiana, Blow, and Bringing Out the Dead. The companion series is, is expected to revolve around a male divorced teacher and a female guidance counselor. Also joining the cast are Frank Delane and Alicia Debnam Carey. Delane is said to play the counselor's son who has battled drug problems while Carey will play her ambitious daughter. So they're now casting the companion series, which is exciting for those of you who watch that show. <laughs> or not. Or not. Well, not so much I'm not excited as I'm approaching it with with caution. Just because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Why mm -hmm. are you making another one? Like, I, I'm perfectly ecstatically happy with The Walking Dead. So what is this going to bring to it? It's same universe. They did say possibly another time period. So it might actually happen prior to the events but it could also happen i guess it wouldn't happen after the events necessarily but uh the thing that volpe and i were saying could be exciting about it even though he's more excited than i obviously is that similar to what marvel is doing right now they have shield running but they're going into their mid-season break and in the interim they're going to air agent carter right which is a limited series so then as soon as that ends you go back into it so in other words you don't have to leave the universe anymore right which I think would be appealing to people. Right. It, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm just I'm just cautious because it's like it's it's hard to believe it's going to be just as good because I don't think you strike gold that often. Mm -hmm. And if it's going to be more of the same, I'd just be like, eh, why bother? And mm -hmm. if it's going to be so drastically different, then maybe it won't be any good. So, I mean, I'm going to give it a try for sure, mm -hmm. but I am not getting myself all excited about it because yeah. it's just most likely going to disappoint. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's very, very unlikely it's going to be as good as the original because how often do I, like, does a show come along Odds that are. is your favorite show? Odds are yeah. it won't be, but yeah. it, that could just be in comparison. It could still end up being a better series than a lot of other things right. that. True. Like, yeah. And like I said, I am going to watch it, but I'm just, I'm not like geeking out over it. Like, I'm not going to get myself worked up. Sure. Well, like know? one thing that they were, that I saw on, uh, they did like an IGN commentary video about uh, the announcement of the casting. And they mentioned that a lot of the people that they're casting for this are not native American English speakers, meaning that, you know, they're not, they're, they weren't born here and they don't have the American accent. They're New Zealander. I don't know who the other, where the girl is from, but they said that they're, you know, with, with this like foreign casting, there's a possibility, a remote possibility, because I mean, we know Andrew Lincoln's British. So I mean, this might not even be valid at all, but there's a possibility that this story for the spinoff series takes place in another part of the world. Yeah. So it right. kind of expands the universe beyond Georgia. And so it gives you a better or a different look at 
how they're handling in other parts of the world. Right. Because that's kind of like the first thing in a zombie apocalypse. Everything kind of like shuts down mm-hmm. and you're kind of in your own little bubble. You're always, you're always wondering what's going on somewhere else. Right. And I mean, we even see it in the Walking Dead series where, you know, they're, they're so isolated in Georgia because obviously just geographic reasons and the zombies. They're and mostly on foot right. for the most part. And yeah. so like they're so isolated. They don't even know what's going on in Washington, D.C. Right. So it's like or, you know, other parts of Georgia. Right. So it's kind of like it'll be interesting to see if it does, in fact, expand the universe beyond Georgia, what it's like in other parts of the world. So, I mean, I'm I'm cautiously enthusiastic yeah i guess is the i word. think casting news is just like really funny with this show too because you know one of them is gonna die in like the first episode <laughs> like the whole thing it, you know i mean they kill people off and they don't just do it for shock factor they do it for realism uh-huh, you, uh-huh. the one group of people isn't gonna survive the whole time people are gonna die so it's just kind of funny they're like oh these people uh yeah Watch how long they're going to last. Sounds like, like something to put your money on or start putting yeah, together right. Walking Dead companion casting bingo. Yeah, and exactly. Die. <laughs> I'm absolutely sure there's some kind of Vegas line on like weekly episodes of who's going to die. Yeah. 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 It's like the it's like the screen the the scream they put you know Drew Barrymore in all the commercials <laughs> you know it's like it's get yeah. all excited about who's in this show well don't get all excited about who's in this show. <laughs> As Paul mentioned earlier, 20th Century Fox is starting production on Deadpool this March, and Ryan Reynolds is currently closing a deal to return as the Merc with a Mouth. Reynolds teased his casting with an image on Twitter and the caption, uh, it's chimichanga time. Yay! (laughs) Though Reynolds previously appeared as the character in 2009's X-Men Origins Wolverine, given how that film was received and the ending to this year's X-Men Days of Future Past... It's possible that film will not be acknowledged at all in the 2016 <laughs> release. Nice. What is Merc short for? Mer- mercenary. 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 Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. And also, as Paul mentioned earlier, Dragon Ball Z is returning to Japanese theaters in 2015, and this time we'll see the resurgence of a familiar villain, Frieza. The title of the next installment is currently Dragon Ball Z Fukatsu no F. Dragon Ball Z F for Fukatsu or Resurrection is scheduled for a Japanese theatrical release on April 18th, 2015. That's in Japan, people, not the U.S. We'll get it about a year <laughs> later or something, as uh, tends to be the pattern. According to V-Jump magazine, the story is described as follows. An earth where peace has arrived. However, remnants of Frieza's army, Sorbet and Tagoma, from the Japanese <laughs> word for egg. Mm. Yes. They love naming these things after foods. A lot of the, a lot of the people in this show are named yeah. after food. Uh, they arrive on the planet. Their goal is to revive Frieza with the Dragon Balls. Their dastardly wish is granted. The F that plans its revenge against the Saiyans is revived. Yeah. Yeah. It looks good. Yeah. I'm excited for it. I'm thinking it'll be better than Battle of Gods. So. I'm curious to see what role Beerus plays in all of this. Right, right. Yeah. So if people don't know who Beerus is, he was the villain of Battle of Gods and he... Spoiler alert, ended up being kind of a friendly by the yeah. end of the movie. So having the god of destruction on their side, possibly in a battle against Frieza would be interesting. Or will he just kind of be a bystander? Right, right. And just kind of view everything to see. Cause he was kind of looking for a successor. Yes. In the last, I'm, somebody's going to yell at me. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like it'll be kind of interesting to see if he's just going to be a viewer or if he'll be an active participant. Very interesting. Stars has officially greenlit the long-awaited follow-up to the classic horror film franchise, The Evil Dead, which will be titled Ash vs. The Evil Dead. Nice. And reteam the original filmmakers, director Sam Raimi, producer Rob Taper, and star Bruce 
Campbell. Yes. Because you can't do Evil Dead without Hell Bruce no. Campbell. Yeah. Bruce Campbell will reprise his role as wisecracking hero Ash in 10 half-hour episodes, which will air sometime in 2015. This comes on the heels of his seconds-long cameo at the tail end of the 2013 remake and the rumblings from this summer's Comic-Con that the long-planned follow-up to 1993's Army of Darkness would be a show rather than a movie. Here's the synopsis for the series. Ash the Stock Boy, aging Lothario and chainsaw-handed monster hunter, has spent the last 30 years avoiding responsibility, maturity, and the terrors of the evil dead. When a deadite plague threatens to destroy all of mankind, Ash is finally forced to face his demons, both personal and literal. Destiny, it turns out, has no plans to release the unlikely hero from its evil grip. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And lastly, Fox reveals a synopsis for the Fantastic Four movie, which might confirm some horrible suspicions. Uh, this does not look good by any means. The Fantastic Four, a contemporary reimagining of Marvel's original and longest-running superhero team, centers on four young outsiders who teleport to an alternate and dangerous universe, which alters their physical form in shocking ways. Their lives irrevocably upended, the team must learn to harness their daunting new abilities and work together to save Earth from a former friend-turned-enemy. This is consistent with the origin story from the Ultimate Universe for uh, the Fantastic Four, but there are spoilers online if people are interested in reading them. I wasn't going to read them all on the show. The entire story has supposedly leaked of what's going to happen, what? and if it is the case... Do not see this movie. <laughs> it is a steaming pile of shit already. Oh, is no. this was it? It was that part of the Sony leak? The alleged? I, I don't North think. Korean no, hack? no. This came out before the Sony oh, okay. leak. Yeah, there. Like the movie itself, obviously hasn't leaked because I don't even think it's mm. done or have started shooting it. But well, no, it's shooting right now. But someone supposedly leaked out like kind of an outline for the story, and someone wrote it in like paragraph form of what was going to happen. And it looks just atrocious, like so bad. So like almost like they're not just reimagining. They're like reinterpreting the entire thing. And it's just uh, like the fact that they have Doom as a former friend who was a hacker. Yeah, yeah. He's a hacker that just went by the online handle Doom. And now he becomes a terrorist. It has uh... nothing to do with like <laughs> being a dictator of an island with Doom bots and all that stuff. And. Yeah, it just sounds terrible. I didn't hate the first one. I didn't either. I didn't see Silver Surfer, and that I heard one's that was better. bad. I think oh, it's better, it better than the first. I didn't hate the first one. Even though Jessica Alba looks like an alien in <laughs> Rise of the Silver Surfer, because they put these like horrible blue contacts in her eyes and made oh, her looks. Really? They tried to like make her super. Like people would complain that they had a Latino actress playing Susan Storm, right? So they tried to make her look white in the sequel and it was a bad choice she looked so weird Ooh. yeah well i didn't hate it i didn't either it wasn't great no but, but i it mean was... it was a little hokey but it was hokey in like a nice superhero-y kind of way yeah the x-men franchise has survived worse yeah right <laughs> it's bad because like there's some pretty good actors in the their cast for the fantastic there movie. really is michael b jordan for example like yeah Coming off Fruit Vale Station, which is like, well, I mean, he's got other stuff, but Kate Fruit Mara, Station, I dig. Kate Mara, She's yeah. awesome. Like, they got some great actors and actresses, and like, they're going to supplement it with a shit story. That's yeah. Like- it's just with me, though, like, 
It's the same thing why I didn't see any of the new Spider-Man movies. It's like the reboot is way too soon. It's like it's still in my brain, those other people. Yep. And now we're doing another origin and we're starting over like just not anywhere near enough time. There's just not an, a 10, 20 years. Like you just can't do a reboot yeah. that quickly. It just is weird. <laughs> it makes me not give a shit. And they're not going to find a better cast for Reed Richards. Like I was perfect. He was awesome. He was perfect. He was awesome. And Michael Chiklis was awesome too. Yeah. Mm. So that's the end of the news and pretty much the end of the show. But I did promise that for our loyal listeners, they would get some details on a contest. Uh, I had said earlier in the show that I got my PS4. I'd also said that I got a free copy of Lego Batman 3 from Warner Brothers. But when I got my PS4 on the Black Friday bundle, it included a copy of Lego Batman 3 for PS4. So I am going to be doing a Lego Batman 3 giveaway. And I can say uh, with 100% confirmation that I'm doing it via Instagram. Because out of all the social networks I'm on, Instagram seems to be the most receptive of anything that we do. So uh, it's also my favorite of the social networks. So we're going to use Instagram for this one. So if you're an Instagram user, the first prize will get a copy of Lego Batman 3 for PS4. Second prize will get a con-exclusive Lego Batman 3 t-shirt. Because I went to both San Diego and New York Comic Con this year. At both conventions, they gave out the same Lego Batman 3 t-shirt. So I have mine that I'm keeping for me, but I also have an unused still tags on it and everything shirt from New York Comic Con that I will give away as well. So two prizes in this contest, one for each person. There are some steps involved to be an eligible winner. Step one is to follow the Night Angel on Instagram. That is me. Look for that username and follow me there. Step two, I'm going to post an image, probably, if you're listening on Monday, it's probably going up today or on Tuesday to give people a little bit more time to even hear this. And there will be an image up there. All you need to do is capture that image and post it on your Instagram using the hashtag GeekGenLB3. If you don't use the hashtag, I won't be able to see it. So even if you post it without that hashtag, that's kind of how I see all the entries. I'll just be able to look at that. For our loyal listeners, though, you get a bonus chance to enter. So you can do that and get one entry. But if you're a podcast listener, you're the only ones that are going to get this information for a second chance to enter. If you take a screenshot of your podcast software or your app playing this episode and share on Instagram with the same hashtag, GeekGenLB3, that will be your second entry into this contest. Meaning that when I use the randomizer, it'll pick a number and I'll count from like the bottom and just count up and... So you have two potential chances of winning where other people who are just on Instagram will only have the one. This contest runs until December 31st, 2014. I will choose the winner probably the first week of next year. And it is only open to residents of the USA for shipping price reasons because I'm not shipping this stuff internationally and the game won't work (laughs) in in other regions. So uh, unfortunately for you uh, that are in other countries, that game is not open to you. It is a PS4 game as well. I don't have versions for all consoles, so it is PlayStation 4 only. And again, open to residents of the United States only. Be on the lookout on Instagram for that. I will include the image to post in the show notes for this episode too. So if you don't want to do screen capture, you just want to download it and put it on your Instagram that way. It'll be on the Tumblr. It'll be on the Facebook. It'll be everywhere. But the entries will only be eligible via Instagram. Free stuff, people. Free stuff. Can't complain with that. Final thoughts or something you would like to plug, Anna? 
really tired. Yeah. <laughs> and the Christmas lights just turned on in my living room. So she's like, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's infiltrating. Paulo. Where are your, I'm sorry, where are your TARDIS lights? My TARDIS lights are on the banner for the stairs. Oh. Bannister for the stairs. Banner. Okay. <laughs> Words. Paulo. Shop at Amazon through the Geek Generation affiliate. Donate money through Patreon. I have nothing to plug individually. <laughs> okay. Um, have a Merry Christmas. Yay. And a Happy New Year. You're uh, a little early. I mean, it's <laughs> just what you say, Rob. Oh, okay. It's just what you, it's just what you do, Rob. I don't know how to be polite, obviously. <laughs> To see everything else we do, go to thegeekgeneration.com. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate those. You can like us at facebook.com slash thegeekgeneration. Follow us at Geek Generation on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Night Angel for the contos. Support the show by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash support. Send emails to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. Don't forget about this week's smash up. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. Next week, we are hoping to get you a Christmas episode. We'll see if that actually comes together and we get that for you. But we will have new stuff for you next week one way or the other. So we will see you then. Later. Make it so.